Hello, and welcome to day 47 of A Year of War and Peace. I'm Logan. And I'm Brett. And today we'll be talking about Volume 1, Part 3, Chapter 1. We made it into Volume 3. We did, and we were a little late on this episode. Sorry we were late. I've had a lot going on in my life, and I needed to take a break from making a podcast to deal with all the things I had going on in my life. But we're back, and we're on Chapter 1 of Part 3. Uh-oh. This is chapter one of part three of volume one. We're on the last part of the first volume of the whole book. And we're back in Russia, back in Moscow, catching up with Prince Vasily. Oh, that guy. We have this great, I love this great opening paragraph about his, just his natural social instincts. The fact that he, it sort of describes that he never plans ahead or like makes any like intentional plans to... Uh, like get people's favor or scam someone him. over or do anything like that. It's but he such, just his good social skills are just such a burden on him, and he really just are. always gets into these situations where people just want to offer him loads of money. He can't help it. That's really hard. He can't help it. It's so hard to be like that, though. And he's bumbling into a situation here where he's getting loads of Pierre's money. Yeah, he's scamming Pierre out of quite a lot of money. He becomes the what does he become? He doesn't even have an official title. I think Is he's it just not he's the just state helping. Counselor? Well, he got that. Well, he did he make Pierre a state counselor? Yeah, he makes Pierre. He's basically just helping Pierre. Like he's yeah. he's oh or he's 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 present under the guise that he is helping Pierre manage his new fortune. Dude, and he's helping. He's helping. He's helping, helping a, lot a lot of people. I don't know if he's helping Pierre. Well, in reference to him helping a lot of people, he is convinced Pierre to give Katish a decent amount of money. 30,000 30, rubles as a bribe, as a, br- to keep a her quiet. bribe to Katish. And for for those of you wondering at home, that amount with that amount of money, Katish could buy 42.85 little rooks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so... So she can go start like a small horse farm or like a side put, business. She could put her money where her mouth is. He gave her he gave her roughly enough money to start a business. She, he gave her a small loan of a million dollars. Yes, exactly. I mean, pro- probably that is probably a rough, yeah, a, a reasonable equivalent to make there. But, I'll go. I'll go five hundred thousand dollars. How who, much? Like, who a, knows? I feel like a good horse is like ten thousand. Yeah, I, uh, I have no idea about horse prices. I I, got I no literally clue. just pulled that out of my ass. I, got no, I have no idea. I couldn't even answer to guess like, how much a good horse costs. <laughs> started talking <laughs> i really did just make that up um let's see katish silenced she's silent or was she silent she was silent she was silent but pierre has come into his new wealth and he has now become a very important man in moscow and he's constantly receiving petitioners and people coming in and asking for money and for loans and for advice and for him to weigh in on disagreements and and decide things and tell people what to do with their lives. He's like the man <laughs> in like, Moscow. Yeah, he's, he's just... Everyone is coming to Pierre to have him tell them what to do and how to live and give them money. And it he's is, very important. It is crazy to me that I guess... Like, I guess that Pierre and the characters in this book are of a very different, like, social standing than just the average person. But to me, they're not royalty. And it is just crazy that... People came to them asking after their ailments. Mm. That is just, that is crazy to me. Yeah. Because to me, like Pierre and Andre and them, like they're really rich, but they're not like any sort of official. I mean, Pierre is a count now. 
Okay, everyone and their mother seems to be a count in this book. Like, I don't really know if that's of any importance. <laughs> well, he's a really rich count. <laughs> this feels to me like going to ask, like, the Kardashians for, like, help with your mother's surgery. Hey, man, if you knew the Kardashians and your mother needed surgery. Yeah, low-key I would. <laughs> like, let's be real. So. If the Kardashians would pay for a doctor's appointment. I'd ask. And that's what everyone who goes to Pierre is thinking as well. Yeah, so Pierre is overwhelmed. He's got his new station in society. Prince Vasily is managing his finances and embezzling copious amounts of money for various things. It says at the beginning that he is trying to ingratiate himself. He has two goals. One is to secure a $40,000 ruble loan from Pierre for undisclosed needs and purposes. It seems like he could just grant himself that loan. You'd, I don't know why he even needs it as a loan. It seems like he could just take that he money. Gave, he gave 30000 to Katish. Yeah. as hush money. I don't know. Uh, and he also wants to marry Pierre off to Helene to secure his connection, his alliance with the Bazukov household. And so to further that end, Vasily takes Pierre with him to Petersburg. They leave Moscow while Pierre's house is going under some renovations or something that he agreed to because someone told him he should do it, and so he said yes, just like he's been doing with his whole life so far. Classic Pierre. They go to Petersburg together, and Pierre is staying with Vasily once again in Vasily's household. And now all of Pierre's buddies are away. Dolokhov's at war, and Anatole, we finally get an Anatole update. He's been at war in the country. He's in the army. He's deployed. He's in the he's in the army sort of. in the provinces. He's he's doing domestic service in the army. He's like kicking rocks somewhere. Yeah. He's in some he's in some town in Poland harassing the winches there or something. <laughs> so Pierre's all alone, doesn't have any buddies to hang out with, so it says he spends pretty much all of his time at Vasily's house and at soirees that Vasily takes him to. And who else is at Vasily's house? But Helene Karagin. The beautiful, gorgeous Drop dead stunning. There's a really, really good line describing Helene uh, somewhere later in the chapter where it reads, She knew it was impossible for her to be looked at without being admired. I wrote the same one down. I think that that pretty much sums up her (laughs) entire personality, (laughs) like, period. Yeah. Um, and so they're spending lots of time together out of necessity. And people are noticing that they're spending lots of time together. And there's a talk, word starting to spread around town that Pierre and Helene are spending lots of time together. And word is being spread about something else that I completely forgot about until just this moment <laughs> when you said word was being spread around. We come back. That's at the very, that's at the okay. very end. But we go to a party at Anna Pavlovna's with Pierre and Vasily and Helene. And Anna Pavlovna, as always, Vasily's confidant, little um, co-conspirator, Anna Pavlovna. They should get married. They should. Wait, no. He's already married. They should have an affair if they aren't already. Loki, I think they are. (laughs) I In the first chapter of this book, I'm like, these two people have slept together. Yeah. I think I wrote that down in my notes for the first chapter of the book. I, I, yes. If if not now, then in the past, but yeah. possibly now as well. Yeah. But Anna Pavlovna maneuvers Pierre and Helene together with her old aunt, oh, her old ace in the hole, old auntie in the corner. <laughs> I I picture her like the guy on the Spacing Guild card or the Spacing Guild player shield the sh- in the Dune, the Raisin Navigator the 80s guy. Dune board game, or like Gandhi. Oh. She's only an aunt. I don't know how... She's old. 
Yeah, she's old enough that she just sits in a corner all day. That's that's plausible. Maybe the aunt is Gandhi. Maybe. The timeline lines up perfectly. Does it actually? No. I don't think so. <laughs> when did the British leave India? Not at the beginning. Not in the not in 1812. Oh, that's true. That's sad. Maybe they shouldn't have never been there to begin with. <laughs> um Because I think Indian soldiers fought under the British crown in World War 1. Really? I believe so. Something I wish that the U.S. schooling system did is when I took several world history classes, just like in high school and in college. And something I wish how it was taught instead of going region by region was like year ish by year, Mm. because sometimes I will think about two historical events in my head that take place at completely different times. Mm -hmm. And they're like the fact that Napoleon was the guy who sold the land in the louisiana purchase <laughs> i for some reason that is just insane to me yeah. napoleon also discovered the rosetta stone that was discovered during his invasion of egypt are you shitting me when, it, when napoleon went to egypt he brought a ton of archaeologists and scientists with him and they sort of founded modern western egyptology and part of that was they discovered the rosetta stone Whoa! <laughs> That's I wish you guys could see my face when I was just I told wish, that. I wish they could too. That wow, wow! I the Rosetta Stone thing. Wow. Napoleon did a lot of shit, man. He, I feel like he did like more in maybe how long was his reign? Uh, 10, from emperor, years? emperor to deposed is ten to twelve. I would Dude, say he's living D and D days. <laughs> He's gonna full adventure and day in. He he's a full he's a full adventure and day every day. Okay, we're we're anyway, off track. Back to back the chapter. Track. Back to the chapter. Uh, Pierre and Helene are maneuvered to Anna Pavlovna's old aunt. Oh right, and I was like, I was like, I said the old aunt looks like Gandhi in my yes, head. Yes, old aunt looks like Gandhi. She also she looks like a raisin. Yeah, I do think this this passage is. I think this line is interesting. When they go over, it says the old aunt welcomed the two young people into her corner, but seemed less eager to express her adoration of Helene than to demonstrate her fear of Anna Pavlovna. She kept glancing at her niece as if wondering what she was supposed to do with them. Anna Pavlovna hits her with sticks. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know what Anna Pavlovna's move was here, but it works. Somehow, it works. Well, she is dealing with essentially like a 22-year-old virgin. Yeah. And I the guess, hottest girl in St. Petersburg. Like, she did not have to do much. I guess so. And I guess it would be, maybe it would be, it would be improper for them to be alone together. But if they're with the aunt, the aunt's kind of a non-factor who's just technically there. Oh, God. <laughs> the aunt is like, <laughs> in TV shows, when a guy gets a boner and they're like, think of your grandma. The aunt is who you think of. So she's putting this these two people who, like, are meant to, like, become attracted to each other with the boner killer. Well, whatever Anna Pavlovna's plan was, it works. Uh, the aunt reaches for a snuff box because it's getting drugs. a little bit too much for her. Snuff, her inhalable, snortable tobacco. She's doing it was drugs. very hip among she's the, doing the wealthy people. It, and, yeah, basically. And in doing so, she accidentally shoves Pierre into Helene. And they press up against each oh, other. Oh, God. And this is like a scene from an anime. <laughs> Pierre, Pierre looks at Helene and it says what he saw, uh, that, that for the longest time he had seen her as kind of this marble, untouchable 
object to be observed but not interacted with. Oh wow, Pierre! And it says <laughs> when he when he gets so close to her, he sees her breathing and he sees her her neck and her shoulders and her breasts, her exposed bosom. And it says what he saw was not marble beauty at one with her gown. What he saw and sensed was the sheer delight of her body, veiled from him only by her clothes. And once he had seen it. He could never again see it otherwise, just as we cannot con- reconstruct an illusion once it has been explained. That line was really good, just as we cannot mm-hmm. reconstruct an illusion once it's been explained. But Pierre's hopping on Discord after this is being like, boys, you'll never guess what happened to me at Anna Pavlovna's party tonight. <laughs> Pierre, Pierre needs Anatole and Dolokhov to be here to talk him through this situation. And Andre. Well, speaking of Anatole, can we finally talk about it? Now? Technically not yet, but if you want to jump ahead, we'll have to, we'll have to circle back to this. Circle back to what? The rest of the whole scene. What, that Pierre gets a giant boner and realizes women have boobies? The, the, the climax of the chapter? Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like it's really important to bring up that there is a rumor that Anatole and Helene has a crush on Anatole. Is that the rumor? The rumor is that they. They Anatole blinked. was in love with her, and she with him, and there was a bit of a scandal, and that's why Anatole was sent away. That's the, those are the lines in the in the text. <laughs> that refer to it. What do you mean? Womp womp. Anatole Lannister. Oh God, say it ain't so. <laughs> I'm ref- I'm refusing to believe the rumors until they're true. You're an Anatole defender. I'm an Anatole defender until proven guilty. I believe the rumors. Seems like the Karagans seem like they'd be oh, up to that you kind would. of sickness. You would believe the rumors. You're just jealous. I'm, I just think it's plausible. You're just jealous. I just think it's plausible. You're just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just mad because your crush is an incestuous little freak. You're jealous that my crush is not an incestuous little freak, so you're starting rumors. I didn't start it. You're starting the rumors that he is. I didn't start anything. You're going to let the the listeners believe that. The listeners can decide whatever they want. I'm just putting an opinion. I'm just just asking questions here. Drop a like below. (laughs) (laughs) Like this podcast if you don't think Anatole has had sex with his sister. Wait, no, don't like it if you don't... Like it regardless. Like it if you listen to it. Like the podcast. <laughs> no. Go to Instagram and comment if you think it's a lot of sex with his sister or not. Um, uh, but yes, back to the where we were. Sorry, back to Pierre discovering women are actually people. Um, That's crazy. Number one, we should talk about that. But uh, it says that he, he sort of... He, he finally realizes that Helene isn't just... A person floating in the background and and in parties and in the 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 sidelines of his life, and that she's a woman who might belong to anyone. Yes, even to you. In Helene's hypothesized thought words, in one section of it, and he decides, realizing that Helene is attainable and that she could actually be his partner and that he could actually he could have her, as it were, he decides that she must become his wife. As it always happens. Hey man, he's like a twenty-three-year-old virgin he's never he's never known the touch of a woman and those beautiful woman in russia is schmoozing up against him in her low-cut blouse pierre's on his ultimate incel behavior right now like oh this is crazy this is an all-time high incel he's not gonna be celibate for much longer from the from the way things are going (laughs) pierre Oh, pierre oh pierre but he gets totally swept up 
in the in the in the first boner he's ever had, in the eroticism of of, of <laughs> in encountering the first a woman. Boner he's ever had. The eroticism of realizing oh. that women have boobies and that maybe you can touch them if you ask nicely. Oh. oh. And then um Ed Pierre goes home, the party ends, and he goes home and he gets in bed. He has he's trouble, like an existential crisis. He has almost. trouble falling asleep. And then he's like, wait a second, what am I talking about? She's She's so stupid. I don't even like her at all. And she had sex with her with her. She had a her she had a fling with her brother. Maybe. Maybe. And I don't even like her. But what about how hot she was tonight? I know he has this line where he's like, um, "How she might change into someone different. Like how he might love her so much that I she'll just fix her. magically change into someone different." I'm like, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> Maybe that's not a thing to build a relationship off of, but that could just be me. I mean, I could just be saying that, though. Hey, man, he would not be the first one to make that mistake. Maybe he should be the last, though. He won't be either. He won't be that either. I can fix him. I can change him. Cast your votes now. Do you think Pierre can fix Helene? Pierre Pierre is having one of those moments where girls go out and buy an entire new wardrobe for their boyfriends. That's what Pierre is wanting to do to Helene. Mm, yeah. Well, I guess we'll I guess we'll see how it goes. But every time he tries to, uh, basically, this, he's having this. He's throwing himself about in bed. He's having a moment, and every time that he tries to convince himself that marrying Helene or pursuing Helene is a bad idea, he remembers how hot she is. Oh man! <laughs> he just can't get it out of his head. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. And that's the chapter. Do you have anything else on this one? No. Time for ranking? Ranking. It's my turn. Um, I think we do Pierre, Helene, the old aunt, and, uh, oh, just Pierre, Helene, and old aunt. Who, who is most likely to still have dating apps on their phone while in a relationship? Helene. <laughs> yeah, obviously, number one. Helene is, is like, if this was a, if we're ranking them and it's like a hundred story skyscraper helene is on story 100 and pierre and the aunt are at least 50 below her <laughs> and then i'd say the old aunt <laughs> yeah Dude, the old aunt loki got game she pulled that maneuver with with those she knew two. she knew exactly she what knew she what she was, she was doing, doing. She's she was like, like this guy has never has never has never smelt a woman's perfume before no 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 he started floating like a little motherfucker <laughs> to a pie on a windowsill <laughs> Uh, and then and then Pierre, just because I don't think he'd have them downloaded in the first place. Or he would have them downloaded, but it would just, like, you click on it, it would just be, like, the login screen. <laughs> like, he, he downloaded it, and then he got scared. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say Helene by a country mile, and then the old aunt, and then Pierre. If Pierre has it, it's, it's by incompetence, not by malice. <laughs> oh, Pierre. All right, is that it? Um, that's all I got. Okay. All right, that's chapter three, or that's part three, chapter one. We will see you guys tomorrow. Next.